0: no one can do it all by themselves you need to do what you do best and then hire others to do the other things uh, whether that's administrative functions whether that's um production with regards to your podcast whatever it may be whatever you do great just keep doing that because the more you can spend your time on your money earning capacity the more you have assistants that can do the other things and your business grows.
1: Welcome to the Positive Productivity Podcast, Episode 615. The Positive Productivity Podcast was created to empower entrepreneurs to achieve and appreciate personal and professional success. I'm your host, Kim Sutton, and if you're ready, let's jump into today's episode Welcome back to another episode of Positive Productivity. This is your host, Kim Sutton, and I got to tell you, you're going to have a laugh with me right now because our guest today, Lorianne Vaughn Speaks, we've known each other for a while, and I just actually said to her, you know, I thought for the longest time that your last name really was Vaughn Speaks, but maybe I should tell you why I was confused for a second, and it really is her last name. But Lorianne does awesome work for speakers throughout the world, and so I thought that she added "speaks" to her last name to place higher in search engines. But then, Lorianne, what did you say?
0: I giggled and said, "No, speaks really is my last name." Um, I I'm felt like the- I was having a blonde moment for for, <laughs> for putting for
1: thinking that that really was your last name wrongly, and then. Wouldn't you know it
0: really is? You were right in the first place, yeah. No, it really is my last name.
1: I mean, I was like, Should I change my last name to Sutton Marketing Automation? (laughs) (laughs) That would be funny, and that would be good. I love it. That would get me higher in LinkedIn, you know. There you go. So, So, you've had quite the journey. I mean, you started your business a little bit later in life, but I mean there's no time like today to start your business, but would you mind sharing with the listeners? I already know your story, but would you mind sharing with the listeners who you are and how you got to this place? I don't mean with me, you know, listeners, (laughs) you've got to know that we, we talk quite regularly. So forgive my informality here today.
0: Oh, no problem. And I love it that way. So, um, I actually started my company. It's been about 20 months now. Um, after we for a leader for over 15 years, she decided to retire at 75. Well, I was 60 and found myself unemployed <laughs> at 60, and of course, you know, my first response was, Holy crap! Um, and then realized, Okay, corporate America didn't want me, I was too old for them, and yet I had some skills that I knew were useful and important still. So what I did was I started my own company. And what we do is we specialize in speakers, authors, and podcasters in building their businesses and their presence out in social media, helping with book design and layouts, um, you name it. We do it depending on our client. So um, today, 20 months later, I'm probably making about three times what I made as Uh, employee. And I have five other marginalized women, such as myself, who now work with me to support my clients. So it's just been a heck of a ride. And I am enjoying the heck out of my reinvention at 60.
1: This is something that we've never talked about before. But are you working more than you were
0: before? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Would you go back? No. No, I am enjoying myself because of the fact that instead of, you know, and after 15 years in one place, everything does become kind of, you know, rote in that, you know, it's not really challenging. I knew it backwards and forwards. And and I was the detail queen. Um, I made sure nothing fell through cracks for my speaker. And now I get to do that for multiple speakers at various different levels of their career. So not only do I get to learn new things from each client, but we support each client differently in that some hate social media and don't want to be bothered with it. So we do that for them. Others, and you'll get a kick out of this, there's um, one of our clients does not like to work off of a calendar. So we transpose everything in her calendar, into a Word doc, including her travel, you know, where, she, you know, all the flight information, all the telephone numbers to the clients, everything. We put everything into a Word document for her. So she has a running document at all times and updated daily. So, I mean, that would make me chatty. Well, I, I just <laughs> gotta say from both sides. You know what? She's so lovely that it's really not an issue. And I have um one gal who literally that is her main job is to just stay on top of that and keep the document um constantly up to date. And and it's working for her. So, you know, if it works, you know, why break it? And that's the way she's worked for years. And now we can help her do that and um be comfortable in the knowledge she's got all the information she needs as she is you know, she's, she's also in her seventies and out on the road, I would say 20 of the 30 days a month. Amazing. She's, she's another energizer bunny out there. So, um, each client's different and that's what makes it fun because I'm doing different things for different people.
1: Okay. So I have to ask, is it really a word doc or are you at least using Google docs?
0: No, it's actually a Word document. She hates Google Docs.
1: Oh, my gosh. So every time there's an update, you really do have to send another one.
0: Well, not. I mean, you know, when you consider, Kim, that I am over 60, back in the day when, when we first started doing documents like that, if you made a mistake or if there was a change, you had to type the whole document over again. True. true. Now you just plug it on in, and it's really not that difficult. So – so, um, on that level,
1: it's not, it's not difficult. Lorian, do you have any desire to be a speaker yourself? I mean, you were talking about the client who's on the road 20 days a month. To me, that sounds absolutely exhausting, but I do want to speak, you know, yes. the, you've known that for a while, right. but to be on the road, I mean, and I'm also an introvert. So let's just be real. Three days on the road is exhausting for me when I'm surrounded by people.
0: Well, well, one day of podcasting is exhausting well, for me when I'm talking all day. But yeah. this is like the perfect this is the perfect avenue for you though. Because you can have your speaking and talk about things that are important to you without ha- having to leave your office, which is why I love doing podcasting myself. This way I don't have to put things on hold for my clients. Um, now that I have a team, though, it's making it easier. I, <laughs> what, what was really interesting is when I started my company, I immediately went out and found myself a mentor, and you know her, Melanie Benson. Mm-hmm. And um, we had a nice long conversation, and I was explaining what my company was being set up to do. And so we got talking, and she goes, Oh, my gosh, Lorianne. You need to be speaking, you need to get your butt out there. And I thought, No, 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 I'm the behind the scenes person. But due to Melanie, and Melanie brought me to New Media Summit, I have been speaking quite a bit. 99% of the time, though, it's podcasts because that uh, works with my work schedule, and I get I'm having a blast, actually. I really am. And this community it has just been fabulous that I love having these conversations. And if I can help someone when I'm talking on a podcast, I'm jazzed about that. Absolutely jazzed. If someone actually wants to hire me, well, woo-hoo, but I'm, I'm actually enjoying being the mentor that my age allows me to be.
1: Hmm. So before we pushed record here, I was sharing about my mom's chauffeur duties, which apparently mm-hmm. have become my second shift job that I'd never applied for. Oh, yeah. But, but apparently I did. So I have really interesting conversations with my 13-year-old. He He knows that he can talk to me about anything and he knows that it will stay between the two of us or go no further than my husband if it goes any further than me
0: but be careful what you say then mm-hmm. um but
1: one of the things that we've been talking about lately is just financial circumstances because mm-hmm. I, I will <laughs> so it feels a little bit like karate kid around here in that like daniel is dating Ally, who's from the nice side of town and daniel is from you know his his mother's not making bank right well I'm not saying that we are living like Daniel at all, but I drive an older car and my son just started dating a girl on the very nice side of town. <laughs> and the reason I bring this all up is because he he's constantly curious about when business is going to get better. And it's not that it's doing bad, but it's interesting to look at the way that children look, look at life sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. versus how we as adults look. I mean, all the way, I have to be totally honest, all the way up until just a couple of years ago, I was measuring success based on money. Now, is that saying that I don't want more money? Absolutely not. <laughs> but I'm not measuring how good I'm doing based upon how much money I've got. Exactly. But he okay. asked me, you know, should you go, do you think you should look back at getting that last job that you had back? Listeners, yeah. if you don't know the story, I was an administrative assistant at American Honda for a few years and I couldn't get a promotion because I was the one person in that role who hadn't left after only a couple of months and they knew it would cost more to get the replacement after replacement after replacement if they promoted me up than to just keep me there. So I was making $12 an hour mm-hmm. and I had to, I had to share with them, you know, no, that was $12 an hour. You know, yeah. and I'm not knocking $12 an hour. Don't get me wrong. I was like, he's like, but that's, that's good, consistent money. I was like, yeah, but it's also people watching to see how many times I'm getting up to use the restroom every day and how long I'm taking on my lunch and what time I get in in the morning and when I'm leaving. And that's not what I want. Uh, and I know you have kids and I know you have a, a grandkid. How do you, uh, like for your, for your grandchild, especially do you know what your talk about entrepreneurship is going to look like if you haven't had it already and what the benefits and what the, or the pros and the cons are compared to? Yes,
0: yeah. I, I, I will. I, I will say that, um, you know, I was a single mom for 20 years. And so my kids saw me not only have one job, but sometimes at one point I had four. So they know what hard work is. Um, we have rules in my house and, and I'm very lucky that my office is so far off the beaten track, my room and my, and then my office is actually behind that. So I am at the far end of the house and, um, they know that they come walking in very quietly if, if Grammy's up on the phone and if they need, you know, I mean, if it's an emergency, it's an emergency that just goes without saying, but, um, I only have one living with me now and she is totally perfect with regards to just walking in very quietly and looking at me and like, can I talk or, you know, and, uh, and so we're very clear. Um, I have definite work hours, but there are times, as I said, when we first started this call, well, it's down to 87 in my office right now. So, um, I'm in Los Angeles. Yeah. I, (laughs) I don't have air conditioning, So and I live in L.A. and right now we're in a bit of a heat wave, which is very, very normal for September in Los Angeles. And um, although I'm not dying, (laughs) I do usually take a break about now to just get out of the office, um, air it out a bit, and then I'll go back in at like four to five to to do whatever still needs to be done in the day. But I have the ability to plan my own day as I see fit, which is wonderful. If uh, during the summer there was a day that I could tweak things around and make sure all the work was done and then go out to my daughter's house and go swimming with the other grandchildren, you bet your bippy I did that. And that's, Uh I think, one of the things that I love so much about this new work environment is that I control my time. Yeah, I control um, just what needs to be done. Obviously, there are times when there are deadlines, and I'm working a 10 or a 12 hour day, but for the most part, I'm pretty smart about my, how I do the work so that I'm never really in crunch time. Mm-hmm.
1: I love it. I wish I could say I was never in crunch time.
0: And I can't say I, I'm never in crunch time. There have been times, I assure you, but you know. Um,
1: Well, you you also know that just in the area that I work in, we never know what's going to go on in any given day in any different marketing automation platform. So break left and right out of my control. It's not that I didn't set them up properly, but there's there's those times. I mean, I was getting text messages earlier today while recording podcasts. "Uh, This isn't working. Like, (laughs) oh boy, there's a reason why I don't record podcasts during product launches. You know, it's it's just that. That type of thing, but I love that you brought. Them yeah, up I don't know going to, to the pool and stuff because yeah, of the things that I was thinking about with my son last night. I mean, my boys who are in high school are really great about getting up, getting out. Like this morning, they left the house, and I think I only heard them up and about when whoever left last closed the front door. But they're yeah. on the bus at 30. Oh, but wow. you know, if I were working outside of the home I would be up getting ready for work then in my own crunch time in the morning getting ready for work and if they miss the bus um one of us would be late right you know and then and soccer what I'm trying to get at is that the extra work to me is totally worth it yep but mostly because I love what I'm doing exactly
0: exactly and I have the beauty of not having to deal with too many tech issues at all that's not um part of my genre of work. Um, I'm more I'm more logistics and, um, you know, I do the tweeting and things like that, but I'm not creating the platforms. So I don't really have tech issues that could throw me off a loop. And, you know, if we don't get to tweet on a given day, it's not the end of the world, you know, if, if, if one of the platforms goes down. But knock wood, that's never really happened to me. So um, I I have people that are on my team that are the tech people because as I tell my clients, no one can do it all by themselves. You need to do what you do best and then hire others to do the other things, Uh, whether that's administrative functions, whether that's um, production with regards to your podcast, Whatever it may be, whatever you do, great. Just keep doing that, because the more you spend your time on your money-earning capacity, the more you have assistants that can do the other things, and your business grows. and um, And that's exactly what we do for speakers, authors, and podcasters: is help them get their presence built um, to get them more onto more stages to, um, and like I said, there's, there's others that have been around a lot longer that were more administratively oriented. So, um, it's, it's, it's just different things, different days, which I actually love.
1: Oh, and I can totally hear that different things, different days. I, I love that too. And, and, and I know you've interacted with her. Listeners, if you haven't heard yet, my sister is part of my team. She's been a part of my team by the time this episode goes out for almost a year, if not more, but she's completely left brain. I'm completely left right brain. And however, we've discovered through working together that she is a creative, like graphic design genius. Like oh, she's my design. She's putting some of my designs to shame. Like I look at the work that she's doing for clients and I'm like, Oh my gosh. And, and I need to share that because part of the reason why I hadn't let go of a lot of the design work was because I was afraid that nobody would be able to do it as good as I did it. And then she, Ah. she comes through and she totally kicks my butt. Like, okay, so when are you
0: going to redo my stuff?
1: (laughs) Some of my stuff.
0: Um, (laughs) There you go. See? Yeah. And that's just it because when when you can focus then on bringing in the clients, that's where I'm at now is I'm actually at a point where I want to focus more of my time on the business development end and have the other gals do more of the work. But there's that catch-22 because I want to make sure that they will do the same level of work that I've been doing for the last year and a half, two years. Do you think there's a point,
1: and I'm just going to say this exactly how it's in my head right now, where we just had to pull up our big girl panties and let go.
0: Yep, exactly. And that's exactly what I tell my clients. It's like, yeah, you may want to have your pulse on everything, but you know what? Uh, You know, Melanie even said that when she hired her first VA, she went from $1,500 a month that she was earning back in the day to six figures within the first year of just being able to take all that stuff off of her in a month. No, 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 not in a month within the end of the year. So, so what she's saying is, okay, so that would have been a whopping like $20,000 a year to a hundred thousand dollars a year in that first year because she just hired, the people to do the things that they did well while she went out and did the coaching and did the speaking, and look at what it's gotten her. So it's brilliant.
1: I love that. And I want to share with you that one of the things that Jackie did is I have a number of these throughout my brand, but there's a, a freebie, like a free challenge or a free series. And then there's an immediate upsell. Yes, listeners, you can borrow this model. It works amazingly, depending <laughs> on how you use it. But let's just use an example of a 30-day abundance challenge that I do have. People sign up for it as an email series for 30 days, but immediately I offer them the 30-day abundance challenge workbook for you know 9.97. Well, I had another one like that that was selling constantly, and she went in, didn't even consult with me first. I was a little irritated, um, <laughs> and raised the price everywhere. And oh. I, I didn't know about it until after, and then it kept on selling. I was like, "Okay, I can't be mad anymore." Yeah, <laughs> she's like, she well, just paid for herself. Yes, I was. I was like, oh why didn't I do it earlier? But that's why we can't do everything on our own. We put ourselves into that vacuum. We don't think about the greater possibility. And on her behalf, I mean, she's an Ivy League grad who was a grocery manager for 15 years. She sees when something is selling that great, you can usually up the price a little bit. You know, you can find that sweet spot, but that's just something I would have never thought about. I was like, you know, if it's working, don't, what's the expression? If it ain't broke, don't fix it. If it's,
0: if it, yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. And I didn't think it was broke. Well, it wasn't broke, but there was definitely room for improvement. I just didn't want to see it. It's just 2.0. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So what is, uh, well, tech is not one of your things, no. but is there anything else? I mean, in social media, but well, let me, you said like client, bringing on new clients, client onboarding, talking to new p- prospective clients. Is that where you really find your sweet spot?
0: Um, Yes, I enjoy it tremendously. You know, it's funny because even while I was the office manager for um, the speaker that I supported, I always had sales jobs on the side. You know, I was that single mom that sold the Discovery toys and the Creative Memories and the Avon and, you know, all those different things. I always had, I'm not thrilled with the term, but the side hustle going, you know, And so I do know how to sell. Before I was married and had children, I was a recruiter, I was a headhunter. And if you want to talk about a sales job, that's the hardest one in the bunch because you have to sell both sides of the sale. You know, you're not selling an inanimate object to someone, you are selling one person to another person, and vice versa. So I do know how to sell. But for the most part, what I'm truly enjoying. Is being a mentor because I've been there, done that for so many years. Um, I love being able to sit down with um, a new speaker or author and say, Have you thought about this? Um, You know, we talk about the fact that my company is considered a virtual assistance company, but when I talk about what I do, it is not just strictly virtual assisting. I go in and I actually partner with my clients to build their business. So it's half half consulting, half virtual assisting. Does that make sense? Oh, that makes total sense. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, and and I have everything from people who have never actually even been on the stage but want to. And so what I do is I I sit there and I'll do a consultation package with them so that we have weekly calls and I tell them what they need to get done in that week. And, um, and then, you know, just making sure that they stay on track and get the things done and help them, you know, with all the processes to get themselves ready for them to have my company come in and find them the gigs.
1: I absolutely love that. And I was going to ask you for some pointers for people who want to be speakers, but that's why they go to you for that consultation in the first place. <laughs> Well, over here, go laughing listeners, if you if you don't already know, when my guests, when our guests, I should say, are speaking, I am normally muting just because of the five ring circus that's going on in the background. lorian forgive me for this for a moment, but I need I need to put the shout out because it's going to go out sometime that in the very new future, a friend Richie Ote and I are starting a new brand. Did you even know about that yet? No, I didn't. Yes. It's going to be Purposeful Parentpreneurs.
0: Wonderful. It's going
1: to be a YouTube show and live events. And the YouTube show will be also a podcast and a member community, but it's going to be for Purposeful Parentpreneurs. And we really want to focus on, you know, my husband and I are both at home and we deal with this, the ins and outs of trying to build our businesses with the kids just doing what they do in the background. I love my kids, but right now I have no idea what they're doing in the other room. And the only reason I bring this up is because they're in the background right now. They're driving me crazy because it's like I, I think they're doing a Star Wars reenactment. <laughs> you know, he can hear. Well, the reason why this whole idea came to me is because every time Richie and I would get on the phone, he would hear things like he would hear them screaming at each other from other sides of the houses. And no, this is completely not relevant or on topic for this op- podcast, but I will get to where it is relevant. And they, one of them would be playing Minecraft in one side of the house or Roblox. And the other one would be playing it in the other side of the house and they'd be screaming, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> Richie hears it from the other side of the phone. He's like, is everything okay over there? <laughs> you know, it's like, Thank "Oh, God, my God. it's just the kids being the kids. Yeah. So he has one, I have five, you know, it's, it's just the comedy of, you know, what goes on in the life of a parentpreneur. And I know there's, there's some like huge speakers. I'm just going to put it out there who don't necessarily like the name parentpreneur or or mompreneur, dadpreneur, lady boss, mom boss, you know, because it looks that, in our effort to be recognized as an entrepreneur is putting that stigma on us. Like it's almost segregating right. us out, but th- that was a long way, a long winded way to get to this. What, how do you feel about expressions like mom, boss, lady boss, you know, mompreneur should we be
0: embracing those titles? Should we oh, I think mompreneur? most definitely. I mean, we have uh, my generation, you know, we were told we could have it all. And I'm sorry, you can't. There are going to be things that fall through the crack. If you want to talk about somebody that has maybe the opportunity to get as close to that as possible, are the solopreneur, mompreneurs, you know, that do work from home, which I even did as a recruiter when my kids were little. It meant very, very long days for me but I also got to be room mom and girl scout leader and got to go on all the field trips with my kids. So I got to be there for my kids. But I, at some point,
1: the time to shave your legs goes out the window because you're working on so much else.
0: <laughs> wear pants the hell with it. Exactly. So no, yeah, I'm no, to reinforce yeah. the point that you can't, you, you, you can't yeah, do yeah, it everything. all. There is no such thing as, as Perfection there is no such thing and it's like you need to let go of the of that thought that i need to be perfect none of us are perfect
1: oh i flushed that thought down the toilet none a long of us time
0: ago <laughs> You know my mom used to say, "Hey, you know your kids are sort of like pancakes. You usually mess up the first one and you should just toss it out the door." <laughs> and, and and it's kind of true. We don't have we don't have a license to be a parent, should we? Yeah, <laughs> sometimes I think so. Uh-huh. But, you know, we all make mistakes. Um and and yet, what a great way to still be here. Um all summer when when my granddaughter was home, it was wonderful because I would work for a couple of hours and she'd come in and go, Can we go draw? And so I would go down and draw for a half hour. and then I'd go back up to work and you know, she, she'd go back on roblox and, and you know, um, but it's that ability to say yes to your kids where you don't have that in corporate America. And so, You know that now in corporate America, only 51% of employees are full-time corporate employees. The rest are contract, part-time, solopreneurs like ourselves, business owners, um, the contract or gig economy people. We are changing what is important to us with regards to our time and our work-life balance. And you need to embrace what works for you. If you don't want to be home with your kids 24-7, I get that too. And so keep the corporate job because that's what allows you, I don't know, to take the vacations or to be able to afford a house. I live in Los Angeles. I do not understand how any young person can buy a house anymore here. It's insane. It's absolutely insane. How expensive homes are here in Los Angeles.
1: Hey there, my friend. I hope you're enjoying this episode of the Positive Productivity Podcast. I wanted to take a quick moment to invite you to join the Work Smarter, Not Harder Challenge. Over the course of 30 days, these free, yes, free short videos will teach you a few of the systems and strategies I set up in my business so I can get away from my computer and back to the people I love. I invite you to sign up now at worksmarternotharderchallenge.com. dot com. Again, you can sign up at worksmarternotharderchallenge.com. dot com. Well, I, I love that you were talking about, you know, corporate culture. I mean, when I had my first, he was completely unexpected. I was very young. I was twenty-three. I I had just started working in in Midtown Manhattan. Couldn't afford an apartment there, so. It, you know, Don't to to the city every day, but he was born with a club foot. And I think this mm-hmm. is the first time I've ever shared this on the podcast. It's amazing that it takes 615 episodes to get here. And there's a point to it though, is that um, if I had to take him to the orthopedic or, or to the orthopedic surgeon, and I was even only out for an hour in the morning, they would dock me for a half a day. Oh my gosh. And I could never get it. There were so many days that I worked late. But there was no what's the expression? Um, flex time. There yeah. was no flex time. It didn't matter how many hours extra I worked. I could have worked an hour extra late that night, but they still docked me for the for the hour in the morning. So had I kept yeah. that job, I mean, it was it was just flaringly obvious to me that it was gonna cost more for me to work because at that point it was gonna cost four hundred dollars a week for me to have him in, in childcare and I was married, but my, yeah. my first husband, my high school sweetheart, I mean, he wasn't making a lot either. It's, it's really ridiculous how you can go get a job in Manhattan and still like, I and got,
0: still,
1: I, I it's, it's still
0: the end of the poverty line.
1: It is. Well, it was like, it was $32,000 and the only, I mean, the rent, the rental agents, I think that's what they called themselves laughed me out of the city. Yeah. Like sweetie, and I can picture right now the one that told me this. Sweetie, the only way that you're gonna afford an apartment in this city, and now she blows a cigarette smoke out of her mouth, you know, is <laughs> if you are if you put a twin mattress in a closet. Yeah. Yeah that and you share an apartment with six other people. That is yeah. the only way that your income is gonna cover rent in this city.
0: Exactly. I mean, you know, someone in Iowa can afford a home making $50,000 a year. In Los Angeles, it's $250,000 a year to be able to afford a home. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, going back to Richie Ote, Richie tells me all the time, and he'll be on. He doesn't know it yet, but he'll be on an episode someday. He's like, you just got to move out to San Diego. There's so much awesome stuff going out, out here. And I'm like, dude, I've got five kids. Mm-hmm. And, and our five bedroom house here in Ohio cost us $125,000. we are not going to get that in San Diego. And then he no. starts laughing. He's like, Yeah, maybe if you 10 times that. I'm like, yeah, yeah, right. Exactly. exactly. So I can make just as much. And it took me the longest time. I would love to know your thoughts about this. I mean, I know that, you know, we are in different cost of living areas, but it took me the longest time to realize that just because I live in a 10 times less cost of living area here does not mean. That I need to charge ten times less, and you're in no. a virtual assistant space where I mean, we also see a lot of people, and I know because of that group that I have. There's a lot of people in the Philippines who right. charge ten times less, but do they actually yeah. need to? Why aren't they charging thirty dollars an hour? Because they can, and because they're worth it.
0: Well, you have to, you know. I, I always say you can get virtual assistance way less than what I charge. But you get what you're paying for with regards to the level of service that you're gonna get. So, so um I know that we have different views on this. I'm leery of off-site, off what do we call it, offshore virtual assistance. Yep. A, the timing makes it difficult, b, the language sometimes can make it difficult. Uh-huh. And I guess it depends on what you're hiring them to do. Exactly.
1: I, and I'm not so, saying go hire somebody off, you know, offshore for what Lorianne does or any member of her team does. And and I have to say, even my whole podcast production team is around the world separated from me by twelve hours and I love them. But I'm not saying, you know, everything would be better over there. I love you podcast production team though. You know,
0: <laughs> exactly. It depends. And when you find someone great, keep them and make sure they're happy. You know. Um, but what if you
1: and I picked up and moved to the Philippines or not Bora Bora, Bali, where you, can, yeah. you know, where we could get a full time housekeeper and land no. and pool <laughs> Could no. we still charge just as much as we are now? Sure. Or cost of living. Yeah. That's
0: oh, yeah. Look at, live. look at, look at Branson. Look at, you know, all yeah. these people that, that do their work on the beach with their feet up and, and, you know, Bali. Yeah, you could do that. I have no desire. I am the ultimate city girl. I do not deal well with bugs. Really? I don't like snakes or anything of those kinds. So there are so many places, including Hawaii. Because I don't like palmetto bugs and things along that line, I would freaking die. There is just no way I could deal with that. I am I am a fourth generation Los Angelino. Is that what they're actually called? So we now have Los, Los Angelinos. Well, if you're from here, yeah. You call them okay. Los Angelinos. I had and, no idea. And yeah. So my family is six generations strong in Los Angeles. We're not moving. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we make it work. I mean, I have a huge house. So that's why my daughter and son-in-law and my granddaughter still live with me because, A, I, I actually wouldn't want to live in this house all by myself. It's too big. Right. So, so, and this house was given to me by my parents. So, really? so yeah.
1: I well, mean, you put so- crazy in my office right now. I mean, it's, it's approaching fall in o- in ohio we're surrounded by cornfields we got all the lovely bugs there's been a fly dive bombing my head all day <laughs> the cats bring um those buzzing big winged things in oh those beetle things I, I, um the ones that buzz yeah like, uh, not bees uh, uh, yeah katie Kate. I, I can't remember their names. My husband oh, makes the, these big... Like bugs. a Katie did? Mm, I don't know. I, I prefer okay. not to look at them and I just yell for my husband and he comes and yeah. gets it. But they, they bring them in. And mole rats, they're, they found a they found a mole and left it on the front walk the other day. Oh, lovely. Yeah. So, okay. But see, there's the difference though, because having done the New York and the Chicago thing... Mm-hmm. It was so ridiculously quiet that it was deafening when I moved here to Ohio. Oh, I sure. never realized that silence could be deafening. until yes. Moving here in the first night when we don't have the city bus going down our street and setting off every single car alarm in the process, <laughs> we actually see Welcome to the Positive Productivity Podcast, where we go on major tangents. I could never understand how my now 16-year-old son wasn't waking up in the middle of the night when the bus would do just that. I I mean, I said so many cuss words in that first year of his life because I was like, I just got him to sleep. (laughs) They're setting off all the car alarms. Mm -hmm. And then we realized that he actually has a hearing loss in one ear. So I was like, praise be. Like, <laughs> that I want him to have a hearing loss. But it was like, that is, if that's how he slept. And I was like, thank goodness. Yep. But not having to deal with that down the street. I mean, that sounds like a race car. Now, here we just have to deal with Demolition Derby days at <laughs> the county fairgrounds. Trying to record a podcast on Demolition Derby Day is
0: Oh, dear. Know. So yep. you just know not to have a recording day that day.
1: Yes. Or on Tornado Siren Test Day, which is every Wednesday. Ah. Uh. Yeah,
0: yeah, what are you
1: most excited? Well, actually, I, I have a question about what you're most excited about, but just keep that in mind because I do okay. want to know what can you give one pointer to somebody who would like to speak? Or, okay, can you just pick on me for a moment? And I promise I will hire you for a consultation. You know that I'm good for that, but you know, I want to publish my book, which right. I've been talking about for how many years now? You know okay. that I'm getting ready to speak. Well, what would be a top tip that you would give somebody like me or just, okay.
0: Well, and I know that you're, you are, um, social media savvy as well, but for those that might not be, it's like, who is it in your field that you want to be when you grow up is the way that I usually state it. Like, um, if you're in leadership, you know, there's the Marshall Goldsmiths or Sally Helgeson in in women's leadership. Who are those icons in your field? Start following them on social media and start commenting on their posts as long as it's authentic and it's valuable content. Because if you are giving value in your social media posts, it will be seen not only by that icon, but their thousands and thousands of followers. And when you hear, oh, we'll build your following, you know, to 10,000 within one month, um, steer clear because it's um, BS. We'll make it, we'll make it PG. Um, it's absolute BS. It takes time to build your social presence especially in an authentic way with your content. Mm -hmm. Um, On my website, actually, on the front page, the homepage of my website, there is a document you can download. Kim's going to get so mad at me. You do not have to give me your email. You do not have to do anything. You can just download it from my website. I will not capture your, (laughs) your email or anything. That is the top 10 ways to create massive growth in your speaking business. And you'll see there's a lot of different steps that need to be done. But this is a great starting point for so many of you. And, you know, when you take a look at that and if you, you know, follow some of those steps and you get to a point where you go, okay, I want to take it to the next level. Give me a holler.
1: I'm not mad at you because I know it's working for you and I love that you're such a giver and mm-hmm. that's working for you too. How many of your clients have you seen, and I know you saw this email, how many clients have you seen who have fluffy text out there?
0: Fluffy text?
1: Yes. So here, let me better explain. Um, over the weekend, and and I'm actually embarrassed to admit that I just caught this one. I was on my Instagram profile and I saw that my first line of my bio says, I empower entrepreneurs with systems, support, and self-care. So it occurred to me, what the heck does that mean I do? Like, it's not <laughs> it's saying not what I do. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Where's somebody supposed to get marketing automation out of that? Right. Um, nowhere.
0: Nowhere. So,
1: yeah. But a lot of, I've seen, and I'm not alone with this, because Full disclosure, and there will be a link in the show notes for this. Sorry, Laurieann, I'm taking over. I'm, I'm putting together an Instagram lookbook because I see that so many people don't think about how it all comes together. You know, they don't have any congruency to their brand. Yeah, And in assembling this, because it's going to be over a hundred different profiles that are doing it right, in my opinion, when it's done, I'm seeing all this fluffy text. And I've realized the same on my LinkedIn profile. Um I was talking about me instead of talking about what right. what I do or right. how I can serve the people that I want to serve. Right. How much do you see that when a noob, for lack of a better word, comes into you? Well, Is it and you have to clean it up a bit or
0: um it depends on the client. So many of my clients are more the corporate leadership space. And so that's all pretty well business-business-business oriented in that it's LinkedIn and it's Twitter. And those are really kind of the platforms that I focus in on as well. Although Facebook, for the other speakers, is my networking space. And then I do have Pinterest and Instagram That in all honesty, I have someone doing for me because I am not graphically, you know, like I'm not with it with regards to Instagram. In my opinion, Instagram is more of a young person's platform. So yet I feel like I've got so much to teach them yet to grab their attention. I have someone at their age creating those those, you know, graphics. I hear you,
1: but I'm going to challenge you for one quick second on Instagram. And this is a tip that you and any listeners can write down. You know how you were saying, you know, put meaningful comments on and such. I have found that that's working great for me on Instagram right now. I have a number of hashtags that I look for and let's just pick on speakers. Let's just say that you were looking for new speaker clients, right? Mm -hmm. You could have your person look for hashtag keynote speaker. They mm-hmm. can look at recent posts and then find the posts that they resonate with and leave meaningful comments down there. It's working so well for me. Oh, good. So, or for, you know, for author. Right. Or am writing, you know, just those relevant hashtags that you're probably using on any other platform. Set up searches for them in in Instagram and use them the same way because just like Pinterest is often, you know, the dog's even getting involved now. (laughs) As Pinterest is often thought of as the the platform for moms looking for clothes, crafts, and recipes, I mean, it's it's so much more than that. I don't go on Pinterest looking for clothes, crafts, or recipes, and I go somewhere between 800,000 and 1.2 million views every month over there. Wow. So, yeah.
0: yeah, So yeah, it's the it's like it's right up there with Google as one of the biggest search engines. So it's like you need to myself included. I needed to get over the, you know, well, that one's not business oriented. Well, yeah, it is now because business is being done on social media. Yep. You know, um, you can't do television commercials. They're too expensive nowadays. Really, everyone is using social media as their advertising links. So um, so get out there and create yourself a, a, a profile to be seen. And um, I do say, though, depending on your topic is where you truly hang out, if you know what I mean. Um, if you're... A, yeah, like um, Cody, who is a leadership person, should be spending more time in LinkedIn mm-hmm. because he wants to work with the business leadership people. Um, if you're a, a um, personal growth kind of coach or someone that's dealing with health issues, that kind of coach, that kind of coach should be hanging out in Facebook as opposed to LinkedIn. So you should have a presence in all of your platforms, but really, like I say, hang out in the one where you know your ideal client is hanging out.
1: I just want to clarify for one quick second, though, because I'm not about to go join TikTok, except if it's a spy on what my kids are doing on there.
0: Yeah, no. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah.
1: Okay, so... I'm going back to the question I was going to ask earlier before I got detoured. What are you most excited about in the next 90 days?
0: In the next 90 days? Well, I am actually going to the next new media summit um, event where I will be in a room with 200 or so speakers, authors, and podcasters who are my ideal clients and where I will be networking. And um, you know, hopefully make it on a few more podcasts. I've, I've, tweaked my pitch and um, and so I'm excited to see how many other newbies I can help I really love helping the newbies I understand it's not really my ideal client my ideal client is someone more like the icons that have an existing platform that they want to re- you know get to the next level but um, but I love helping the new ones I really do. So I'm, I'm excited about that and just see what this last quarter brings in for the year. Mm, I love that listeners.
1: If you haven't heard me discuss new media summit before you can go to NewMediaSummit.net and you can learn more about the program or about the three day event there. And it really, I mean, I'm excited about going there as well because it's like reuniting with family. It is. I don't live with the family. I don't have to share my bathroom with.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that the truth? It is. I mean, and and that doesn't mean that you have to love all your family members. We all know the Uncle Joe we don't like, but yeah, uh, you know, it is such a neat environment where everyone is really cheering for the others, uh, and I've not really seen that elsewhere. So, great place.
1: Absolutely agree. And I want to go back just one quick second to what you were saying about, you know, who do you want to be like? And I know she's in a different space. And I know you weren't necessarily asking me, but anybody listening, I've been loving watching what Rachel Hollis is doing and watching how her big events go or grow and go, I guess. I mean, a three-day event, which has grown from just over a hundred people to over 7,000 people. Wow. I mean, can you see Richie and I leading an event with seven thousand parentpreneurs someday?
0: That would be awesome, when and I can be involved. the Grammy. I can be the Grammypreneur. Okay, uh, I, I'll help mentor because you know I've been working from home. I've been, I have been a virtual employee before there was such a thing since nineteen ninety
1: one. I think you just named your podcast. Should you ever launch it? Grammypreneurs.
0: <laughs> Grammypreneur. <laughs> no. I would rather have people go, Wow, you don't look 61. <laughs> I don't want to tell the world. Well I, I like have to, to uh, although. Oh well. Thank you. I appreciate that. Donnie gets mad at me when I try to deflect those kind of comments. But um yeah. Yeah, I I, I love to mentor and I'm finding that that's what I'm really enjoying the most. And if my company goes, you know, if I do the business development and I literally just do the consultations in helping people get better um, and grow to a point where they can then even bring us in on another level, great, because that's what I love doing. I've done it with quite a few of the New Media Summit people that I met back in February.
1: I love that. And that's actually where um, I love spending time in that space too. So you yeah. and I share that. So I will support you in any way I can. Oh, thank you. Lorianne, share again where listeners can find you online, connect and get to know more and where they can get the freebie that they don't need to give their email for.
0: <laughs> sure. It's um, www.lvs, my initials, com. So um, and it's right on the homepage. It's just a, you know, it's just a PDF of the ten top ways to create massive growth in your speaking business.
1: Awesome, listeners! If you are driving, trying not to burn dinner, don't want to fall off the elliptical, do not pull out your phone right now. You will be able to find all the links, everything that we talked about, at thekimsutton.com forward slash pp615. Lorianne, I I want to thank you for being patient and just holding out a while to be on here because this conversation was absolutely awesome. Thank, and I know thank that it, the timing was right for whoever needed it today. So thank you. Thank you for being you.
0: Thank you, you for
1: having me. I oh, appreciate- you, you are so welcome. Sorry, I'm in chronic interrupter mode and I'm trying to turn that button off. So will stop. <laughs> Do you have a parting piece of advice or a golden nugget that you can share with listeners before we sign off
0: today? Well, you know what? If you do want to speak, just make sure you're authentic in what you are talking about. Make it something you're passionate about. Otherwise it's going to get old really quick and you're not going to want to continue. So find your passion and speak on that. And, um, you know, as long as it keeps you happy and you feel like you're helping people. Awesome. Awesome.
1: I just had a brain fart. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so actually what I was, I, I seriously, I don't know where I had a great question and then I just got distracted by Microsoft Word. Lang, can you just take yeah, out but, my brain parts? You know you don't have to take out many bloopers for me anymore, but just add this one to the blooper reel, too. <laughs> I don't know where my brain... I think it escaped with a condom in the last episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it feels a little bit like Karate Kid around here. Do you remember that movie from the 80s? I do. So, Daniel is dating... What's her name in the movie? I, I can't remember. Allie with an eye and say it yep and child welcome to the positive productivity podcast where children break into my office when i am recording <laughs> <laughs>